Let us pray for illumination. God of wisdom, by your spirit, may your word be proclaimed so that we may know good news in our hearts and minds and bear witness to the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ in word and deed. Now quiet in us any voice but yours so that we may hear your word to us today. Amen. Our gospel lesson is John 10. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our next scripture reading is from the ninth chapter of Acts, starting at the 36th verse. Now in Joppa, there was a disciple whose name was Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. At that time, she became ill and died. When they had washed her, they laid her in a room upstairs. Since Lydda was near Joppa, the disciples who heard that Peter was there sent two men to him to, to, uh, with this request. Please, Come to us without delay. So Peter got up and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the room upstairs. All the widows stood beside him weeping and showing tunics and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter put all of them outside, and then he knelt down and prayed. He turned to her body and said, Tabitha, get up. Then she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then calling the saints and the widows, he showed her to be alive. This became known throughout Joppa and many believed in the Lord. Meanwhile, he stayed in Joppa for some time with a certain Simon, a tanner. And then our next scripture reading is from the book of Revelation, the seventh chapter, starting at the ninth verse. After this, I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and people and languages, standing before uh, the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. 
And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders and the four creatures, living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white? Where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more, thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the lamb, the center of the throne, will be their shepherd and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Every week the lectionary assigns at least four scripture passages for that Sunday. And because I often read just one of those texts assigned for that Sunday, perhaps you're wondering why counting Johnny's reading of the 23rd Psalm earlier, why we read all four today. Well, we'll get that in a little while, but first let's consider the story from Acts about Dorcas, also called Tabitha. Both those words, by the way, mean gazelle. What do we know about this woman? Well, first Luke tells us that she's from Joppa. It's a, uh, like Lydda, it's a town west of Jerusalem. But then he says something that is said nowhere else in the whole New Testament. Tabitha was a disciple. That Greek word for disciple is not applied to any other woman in the New Testament, surprisingly. So Luke tells us that this disciple is from Joppa and he describes her life. She was devoted to good works and acts of charity. If you think about it, you know you have known people in your life who were just like that, especially some of your mothers. But then Tabitha became ill and died. Her friends heard that Simon Peter was nearby town of Lydda and they sent a couple of guys over with an urgent plea, come help us without delay. So he gets up and comes. Comes to the room where they had washed her and laid her. Well, it's not surprising that all the widows stood beside him weeping. But what is surprising is what else they were doing. They were showing their tunics and other clothing that Tabitha Dorcas had made while she was with them. You see, like so many who are gifted and generous in their handiwork, Tabitha had made things that would be valued and useful far beyond her lifetime. As we approached this Mother's Day, I, I looked around our own house and I especially treasure all those arts and crafts that my mother shared with Betty and me and our siblings. 
from the many pieces of china she hand painted, some of which are door switches and some of which are china paintings and some are vases and all kinds of things and useful things like Kleenex box holders. Which when I got it, I thought, well, there's a gift, but you know what, it's been useful for decades now. <laughs> well, from all that stuff to the, there's a little rack she made that has a sticker on it that says, I keep my scissors in this rack. If you use them, put them back. <laughs> it is so nice to find things where you left them, you know. Well, you may have things that your mother made that evoke precious memories for you as well. That's what Tabitha's friend showed Peter so that he would see how special their friend was. This woman who was called a disciple, who was devoted to good works and acts of charity. So Peter sent everyone out of the room and he knelt down and prayed and he turned to the body and said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. Don't you know she was surprised? Well, so let me ask you, if you or I like Tabitha Dorcas, if we were to become ill and die, what would our friends, what would our family show to those who did not know us? I've been in that situation where talking to a family of someone I did not, had not known, but I was participating in their funeral, or I had talked to them when my mother died, we had to have a different, her minister was out of town, so the, the three children sat down with the minister and told them stories about what she, who she was, what she, her life had been like. What would your friend say about you? What do we have to show What for our lives? What's our legacy? Well, in, in Cary, North Carolina, there's an organization that provides a variety of services for people in need. Dorcas Ministries. It began as a thrift shop back in the 70s and, and now it operates with a variety of services from counseling and help finding jobs and lots of other things, services for pe that people just need. They've got more than 600 volunteers. In other words, that's just one example of Tabitha Dorcas set an example of service that's being followed 2,000 years later, right here in North Carolina. So what will be your legacy? Well, all four of today's lectionary readings from Scripture, all of them tell us about the loving God who provides for us, who cares for us. Both the 23rd Psalm and our reading from John's Gospels use the image of that humble, caring worker who guides and protects, whose presence is sure and assuring, the shepherd. And as I said the first time we had what's called Good Shepherd Sunday, oh, it's just a shame we don't have a, a graphic to ex give an example of, of the kind of work a shepherd does. <laughs> well, we treasure that mural, Joyce. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Well, this morning in Sunday school, we were considering the first part of the eighth chapter of Romans. Well, later in that same chapter, Paul's 
letter to the church in Rome. He asked whether anything can separate us or snatch us away from the care, the love of the good shepherd. And the answer, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else. And all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the vision from Revelation, all that great host of people, the great multitude no one could count, from every nation and all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne, before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. These people who fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God singing, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever, amen. These singing worshipers, those who have come out of the great ordeal, they've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb. These people, these are people who have known hunger and thirst and exposure and weeping, but God has delivered them. These people have suffered, but have trusted in Jesus, and now they will hunger and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Earlier, Johnny read the 23rd Psalm, the fourth verse of which says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Jesus is our good shepherd who is with us, comforts us, cares for us. And because of God's providence, you and I, we are protected, fearless. Thanks be to God. Go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return no one evil for evil. Use your gifts to support the weak, to help the suffering, and to honor all people. Rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit, go in peace and love and serve the Lord.